With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're listening to the Tennis.com podcast. And here's your host, Ed McGrogan. Bonjour, mes amis. Comment ça va? Je m'appelle Ed McGrogan. We are here once again at the Tennis in 10 podcast, your daily 10-minute rundown of the action at the French Open. And on Sunday, the takeaway for me clearly is what has happened um, opened up in an already wide-open women's draw. We have 12 women remaining. The fourth round will be completed tomorrow. And all 12 of those women would be a first-time Grand Slam champion. And very worthy Grand Slam champions, I should add. Um, you know, many of them will start with Simona Halep and, and Carolina Pliskova are players that we've been kind of pegging to, to win a major for quite some time now. But I think, but it, it's a really nice mix too of, of players. Um, you know, you have veterans like Carolyn Wozniacki, Tamea Baczynski, who we've watched for quite some time now. Um, they both are into the quarterfinals. Baczynski defeating Venus Williams, uh, despite losing a five, one first set lead, she ended up losing that set 7-5, but ends up taking the last two sets. Um, Wozniacki defeating Svetlana Kuznetsova, who came into the French on a pretty good run of her own. Um, and, you know, joined in the quarterfinals by by Ostapenko and Mladenovic, who, who, who as well defeated um, former slam champions. Ostapenko defeating Sam Stozer. Mladenovic over Garban Muguruza, the defending champion, in what was certainly the day's most dramatic match from um, a variety of standpoints. All four of you know, all four of these matches went three sets, and I think that's all the more reason I'm surprised that they all went to the players who have not won majors, as opposed to uh, the players who did. Um, in in Mladenovic's case against Muguruza, you also had the crowd really showing itself um, all in behind behind Kiki there on um, on court Susan Longlin and uh, really getting to Muguruza. Uh, she was, she, you know, she gave her disapproval as she walked off the court and um, during post-match press, she really, when she was asked a question about, about that, she kind of waved her finger at the crowds, you know, kind of admonishing them for, for their behavior kind of during the match, um, which certainly was sparked a bit by Mladenovic trying to, you know, use them in her favor, um, which was always going to be the case, but it certainly took it to another level when the player and the the patron are kind of one and the same. You, you usually do have that sort of uh, clear, you know, division between 
passion and profession. Um, but it's worked out very well for Mladenovic. And, um, you know, as I said, Muguruza had to actually leave the press room for a bit, come back, um, you know, before answering a question about that. Um, there's eight, eight players also remaining that by the time you hear this podcast, you know, many of them will be, uh, either eliminated or of course advance on, but, you know, just to go over again, some names, you have Pliskova, Halep, um, Elena Svitolina, you know, three of the top five, they're still around and, and none of them, you know, had one, have won majors to this point. Carlos Suarez Navarro is another, another player who, you know, has, has kind of knocked at the doorstep for a little while. Um, and, 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 you know, Caroline Garcia and Elise Cornet will play um, Monday's last match in an all-French matchup. But I think that in, I think that once now that we've gotten to this point, um, I think in in a way it's it's going to make this 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 part of the French Open, the women's event, um, I think even more even more exciting in the second week here. I think I think it, it certainly gets. It can get a bad rap going in when you have just a rash of upsets all around, um, you know, of of the favorite players, the former champions, the fan favorites. But I think once you're getting to this point, I love the thing I love about this is that we still have six days to go in this tournament, and we know for a fact already that there's going to be a new champion. And with that, all the players that are left know that there's going to be a new champion. And it's going to make every match all that more important. I think all that more drama filled. They know this opportunity has not come around um, hardly ever. I mean, when we get to Wimbledon in just a couple of weeks, it's going to feel like such a you know such a departure from the French um, beyond the surface, beyond everything else that that defines the two tournaments, but. Just the fields are going to be so different with, you know, Azarenka returning, Sharapova most likely, or Federer back in the men's side. And I think what we're, you know, I think now the women's event in a way carries a little bit more intrigue and um, significance, I would almost say certainly, than the men's side. It's it's where, you know, Rafa was going for his 10th, of course, Djokovic looking to kind of turn the tables back in his favor. But really we've, you know, we've seen a lot of what the men's event can kind of or the men's participants in a way can kind of offer in terms of of storyline. I'm just talking pure storyline, of course. This is to say nothing that the men's event is is not worth following by any means, but I do think there is, you know, with the possible exception of Dominic Team, and you know, let's see what he does against Djokovic and uh, in the quarterfinals. You know, there's very little that we have not sort of ground that we've covered on the men's side, and you know, contrast that with the women's side. You know, it, I think again that these two events have been so separate since the beginning of this event. Um, I think this only you know accentuates that, and I think in a good way. So. You know, with that said, I want to I want to move over to the men's side. What we saw today, um, as I said, team will play Djokovic. Uh, they both advanced in straight sets. Um, team, uh, you know, team over Zabios, Djokovic over Ramos Vinolas. The last match of the day, um, Rafa wins one, two, and two. He, you know, he goes from dropping one game to 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 five games against. 
you know, a, 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 a caliber opponent much higher than he uh, faced earlier. Um, the major upset of the day, seed-wise at least, would be Carreno Busta over Raonic. Um, 8-6 in the fifth after trailing by two sets to one. So Rafa, again, will face another Spaniard in the quarterfinals. Um, and, you know, it's uh, it's team and Busta in the way of another Nadal-Djokovic um, semifinal at the French. They played a Excuse me, they played a lot of them over the years. If you haven't, um, if you looked at their history, and one thing surprised me as well was this is actually uh, the eleventh quarterfinal for both Rafa and Novak. Um, I think you know we forget about that because Rafa is a little, you know, he's played more French Opens. He hasn't played more French Opens. He's he's been injured quite a, a little bit, even at the beginning of his career. But it seems like he has. But I think again, this should remind us of just Djokovic's longevity too you know in addition to to what we know and talk about with what Rafa's accomplished here um you know Novak's ability on clay you know sort of like how Federer's was compared was you know clearly the second best to Rafa during the time those two at their peak the same can be said for um excuse me for Djokovic and Nadal too so you know those will be the uh the quarterfinals we know and then Fourth rounders that we'll find out about coming up, you know, Andy Murray. He doesn't get Isner. He gets Chachinov. Um, Verdasco to play Nishikori. Stan Wawrinka and, and Gal Monfils play on Monday. Their first match in six years. Very surprising there. Um, Kevin Anderson and, and Marin Cilic as well. Um, it's a uh, you know as as we move into this this part of the draw. I've got to say the the past two round past three days have been really really good stuff um, all around. Third round I think really started you know, get this tournament going a little bit today with Venus going down um, in, in a I think a pretty big surprise um, among other you know among other play today um, as we you know we really get into the decisive end of this tournament and you know it, it's quickly moved down distilled down to just a few competitors. Um, you know, some of them are, uh, will be, you know, quickly over, quickly forgotten as soon as they get here. But, you know, we'll have a new champion on the women's side, probably a familiar champion on the men's side, if I had to guess. So we'll talk tomorrow. Abiento. This is Evan Grogan for the Tennis and Ten podcast. You've been enjoying the Tennis.com podcast. For all the latest news and events, head over to Tennis.com.